Good morning, guys. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Oh, God's grace gave us another day. Today is the 26th, so we're going to read our proverb today. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer real quick. Father God, we humbly come before you and we praise you and thank you, Lord, for giving us another day to get it right. Thank you for continuing to work with us and mold us and form us and just continue to uh, prune this tree, Lord, and get us to the um, desired level of fruit, Father, because this is your workmanship for the will to the good of your pleasure, Father. Everything that we do, everything that we've done, everything that's going on, we cannot boast in any of it. As it says in Philippians, we are made in his workmanship after his own good pleasure. He gets the glory for everything. It's his heart's desire. He is the husbandman. He is partaking in the fruit in our lives. He is giving us the desires to do the things um, that we normally would not and taking the desires that of the things that we would normally do. Um, and that's sanctification through Christ. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Proverbs 26. As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. He that sendeth the message by the hand of a fowl, cut it off the feet and drinketh damage. The legs of the lame are not equal, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. As he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. The great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgressors. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so is a fool returneth to his own folly. Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. The slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way, a lion in the streets. As the door turneth upon the hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom, it grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. He that passed by and meddleth with stripe belongeth not to him that taketh one like one that taketh the dog by the ears. As a madman who casteth firebrands, arrows, and death. So is the man that deceiveth his neighbor and saith, Am not I in sport? Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, so strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals, you put that in the please. To burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle, to kindle strife. The wounds of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a pot shirt covered with silver dross. He that hateth dissembleth with his lips, and layeth up deceit within him. 
When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit. His wickedness shall be shewed before the whole congregation. Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein, and he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it, and a flattering mouth worketh ruin. Amen. Well, I thought I would share with you guys this morning Isaiah 53. I'll give you guys a few minutes on this. This is a chapter in the book of Isaiah. Uh, that was written 400 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And it's really good. It's really good. Alright, Isaiah 53. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, nor, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his, he shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. And by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressions. Mm. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Man. 
I think that we get so caught up in life and when we do Bible readings and when we do Bible study and we're especially in the times that we live in right now, we forget to look back. We forget exactly what the crucifixion was. The physical torture and the beating and the whipping of our Lord and Savior for the sins of this world. The Bible says that man was left to his own devices before the flood, and we see what happened. It angered God so bad that he repented that he had created man in Genesis chapter 6. He repented. It grieved him in his heart that he ever created man. A lot of that had to do with fallen angels that came down and and made babies with women, and a lot of crazy things happened at that time. But God literally smited the entire earth with a flood. And when he repented him, when he killed everybody, he repented of it, put a rainbow in the sky and said, I'll never flood the world again. But as he continues to watch man evolve into wickedness over and over and over and over and again, like uh, Romans says, iniquity that leads to iniquity that leads to iniquity. That's why he had to send his son for those iniquities, those sins, those transgressions, the rebellion, the things in our flesh that repel and rebel God. In all things, there had to be a perfect sacrifice, a perfect remission of sin, a perfect propitiation for our sins. And it had to be a perfect person who lived a perfect life for 33 and a half years and then died on a cross after he was whipped, beaten, tortured, accused, spit on, ridiculed, shamed to die a crucifixion death on a tree or a cross, but to just bleed out and die on a cross and then go to hell and never did anything wrong by God's law, by God's standard, did not deserve it. But that's what it took. The extremity of sin is that real. And we need to take a look at sin in our lives in this world today and how desensitized that we are to it. That it took God killing his own son to forgive it, but yet we live it every day today in lasciviousness and a license to sin that says I'm saved by the grace so I can just keep, I can live my life however I want to live my life. We don't look back enough at Christ. I know it says put your hand to the plow and to plow forward in the kingdom of heaven, right? We're building the kingdom of God. We are reaping, hopefully, you know, we're harvesting souls. Not to look back on our life, but look back at the cross, though. Remember where we, what got us where we are, especially when we deal with other people every single day. Remember what he did on that cross. Hmm. Man, this is uh, Matthew twenty-seven, twenty-six. Then released the Barnabas 
he Barnabas unto them, and he said, and he when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and they put on him a scarlet robe, and when they had plated a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed upon his right hand, and they bowed before him. They bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him, and they took his reed, and they smote him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man in Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to bear his cross. And when they were gone into a place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of the skull. Man, in, uh, we read in the other Gospels that as Jesus drugged this cross after being beaten, whipped, scourged, bruised for our transgressions, that he dropped the cross halfway there to, to Golgotha. And he, and he was trying to get up and he couldn't get up. And they made a man carry his cross the rest of the way with him. It says they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there and set over his head these accusation written. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. And there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the left hand and one on the right. And they passed by reviled, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself if thou be the Son of God. Come down from the cross. And likewise, also the chief priest mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him come down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver in him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried in a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man calleth for Elias. And straightway, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it to the reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Mm. Mm. That's where we're going to leave our reading right there. I encourage you guys to look back at the cross. I encourage you guys to remember the lamb that was slain, that the propitiation for sins. We live in a world that people are over jesus because they are jesus in a tradition of man, in a system of man, in a culture created to serve man and not worship God. Never forget the humility of the Lamb. Because that's what made him worthy to pour out the wrath on this world. 
And when he comes back like the Lion of Judah, and he squishes man like grapes in the wine press of, of the wrath of God. Walk humbly with your God, for he is worthy. The reason he died on that cross was so that you could have a relationship with his Father. Partake in a world ruled by Christ and an eternity that is like nothing we'll ever imagine. No eye hath seen, nor ear hath heard the things that God hath prepared for those that love him. Go with God. I'll see you guys tomorrow if the Lord wills.